This is Igris. We are doing letters from sometimes exactly 50 years ago, sometimes exactly 60 years ago or 40 years ago. We're all over the place, but that's great. That's what makes it more fun. And this letter, I have I have no idea when it was written. And the reason why I have no idea when it's written is because there's a long footnote on the bottom trying to figure out exactly what year this letter came out. But this appears to be a letter from Tess Zion Elder of Tavshin Lamed Dalid. And if it's Lamed Dalid, it would be how many years ago then? That would be 50 years ago, right? 50? That put us at 50. Okay, it's written to somebody named Mostavi. I spent a lot of time looking for who this might be. Uh, I tried different English spellings, and I put it into the Yetzirah Chachmah to see if anything else had been written about him. I don't know who this is. I don't know who this was. But uh, if you know, please let me know. Uh, now we're at the end. This is a copy that was written to Yosef Mostavi, and it was written maybe in 1974. And there's a whole discussion here, whether it was in October or not, or where the where the dates go. We're not getting into it. Uh, first thing that Rebbe writes, writes, He says to him, I want you to continue doing what you're doing as long as it does not get in the way of your artwork, something that you're good at. You're good at making art, so I don't want it to get in the way of your art. And second of all, it can't be on Shabbos and Yom Tov. What this actually was is so much fun. It's below the line. He was asking about playing checkers. Uh, he was interested in playing checkers, and he was so good at playing checkers. They were flying him around the world to play checkers, not chess, checkers. This was a checkers grandmaster who was uh, who was going around the world playing checkers, and he asked the Rebbe, can I keep on playing competitive checkers? So the Rebbe says back, yeah, you can play competitive checkers as long as two conditions. Condition number one, it doesn't get in the way of your work as an artist, which the Rebbe, as we'll see in a moment, felt was his real calling, not checkers. And second of all, that's not going to be on Shabbos and Yom Tov. So of course you can't violate halacha. What's really interesting here, though, is that somebody's writing to the Rebbe about two of their interests, and the Rebbe's saying, one of your interests I don't think is your calling, so you can do it as long as it's not getting in the way of what your calling is. So uh, you're interested in checkers, that's great, but if it gets in the way of your painting, I'm not interested. Then he says, uh, thank you very much. Now what's the Rebbe in Skabel, and thank you very much. What's the Rebbe thanking him for? We got to look below the line again. Thank you very much. In the past 24 hours, this artist had made a picture of the Rebbe, it sounds like. It's Tzioroi, I think. That's a picture of the Rebbe. So he'd drawn or painted a picture of the Rebbe, and he wanted the Rebbe to receive this painting. So the Rebbe said, yeah, I got it. Thank you very much. But my minig here is that I only accept gifts if I'm allowed to pay with schar betela. I'm allowed to pay the money that was lost from your normal business by you making this thing. So which is included, which is $20. So he said, if you accept my $20 that I'm giving you, then I will accept your drawing of me. Um, that sounds kind of funny now because $20 isn't really Sky Batela, but 1974 it might have been. I don't know what $20 was worth in 1974. Not as much, it's certainly a lot more than it is today. Maybe that's Sky Batela. For even nowadays, for an artist, that's generous Sky Batela. <laughs> $20. In any event, it says down here. That ever says, since you have been given by Ashkach El Yena, that Hashem himself decided to give you an incredible talent for art. Therefore, you should be using it to spread Yiddishkeit, true Yiddishkeit, and all of its inyanim. I want you to consult with other people. Apparently, this guy was French. Consult with other people living in France who are Yedidim. They're your friends in Yiddishmaim, and they fear heaven. And they will help you understand how you can channel your artwork, which, again, is and that is that he was given a talent by to be involved in art, how you can channel that toward 
uh, toward the cause of Yiddishkeit. The Rebbe says God should give. The Rebbe says that God should give you success in all of these things that I've just mentioned. And Be'ikar, apparently, this guy wasn't married yet. He should have success in finding a shidduch who's Yiddish Shemaim who can build his life on Terah and Mitzvah. And I would love to tell you more about the story of this individual, but as I told you, I looked around. I don't know the artist. I don't know the person. I don't know what happened after this. What we do see from here is the Rebbe telling somebody that he knows he's identifying a talent in art and telling them, "I want you to really double, triple down in that." talent, use it for Yiddishkeit, but also use it over other things. If you have a choice between playing checkers and investing in your passion, talent as an artist, I want you to invest in your art. This is actually something that happens a lot. We have uh, several stories that's been featured on uh, on, on, on Gem and on uh, on my stories. Artists, several artists got their starts through the Rebbe. I'm not going to tell their stories today. We're just going to go through the letters where the Rebbe writes to artists. But there are several artists who, uh, who either got their start or were encouraged or were given money by the Rebbe to learn art. The Rebbe very much was a, uh, a patron of the arts, not in the conventional sense. I don't think that Rebbe objectively supports artwork in as in as it is, but uh, the Rebbe values people who are good at it and is well and is ready to push people into it if they have show some talent for it. So we have here a longer letter. This letter is labeled Tess Re Tess Tav Resh Samach Tess. That is Tess Tav Resh Samach Tess. It's from Tav Shin Chav Tess Beis Nissan. It's written to Rus Ratner. I also am not sure who that is, although there are some Ruth Ratners around. I, I'm not sure which one it is. In any event, she's an artist, and the Rebbe writes to her. Baruch Shalom. It took a while, but I received your letter. And there you ask how to understand the Pasuk. You ask me, how should she understand the Pasuk that says that you're not supposed to make pictures of God or pictures of anything, right? That would seriously limit the average artist if you're not able to make pictures of anything. She also asks, is there a significant difference is a significant, a significant difference between drawing and music as expressions of art? So she's asking the Rebbe some pretty artsy questions. The Rebbe says, if you want to know the dinim of what you can draw, what you can't draw, what you can sculpt, what you can't sculpt, these are dinim. You ask a rav, you don't ask the rebbe. He says, ask your local orthodox rabbi, that is, ask a rav in your area, and he'll give you all the details. But I do want to add something, says the rebbe. There is a way to uh, to really seize your kishreinus and fulfill your talents completely within the realm of Torah without violating any without violating any Torah laws when you draw. Drawing is one of the best ways to express your true talent and it doesn't need to violate Allah. She Torah Chaim, which is of course the living Torah, which you would not be violating. Perish, what do I mean by this? That is a simple Hera in your life in this world. What it means that the Torah is a Torah Chaim is that the Torah is the thing that teaches us how to live a regular life in this world and a life that is worthy of being called uh, of being called life in the first place. Anyway, the Rebbe is telling her in, in so many words, you will not have to violate Torah to do this. This is a good thing that you're drawing and you won't have to violate Torah to do it well. Torah is Torah Chaim. To the contrary, it's not just, I guess what, what she's asking in this letter near the beginning is she's sort of saying that she's worried about, uh, worried that she might be able to have a desire if she draws certain things, might be making, might be making idols. The Rebbe is saying, your talent, your, your gift for art is not something that's a steer to the Torah and there's totally a way to do it within a normal life. And he says, don't think of it as a negative thing. The contrary. Using your power of being able to draw things, your power of art or whatever art she was using, your art is something that you can use 
to increase chayas and to increase uh, uh, energy and havana and asaga and understanding in the depth of what Hashem made in this world in the first place. Though I do think that a lot of people either hesitate to go into art or are hesitant about art in from circles and chassidisha circles because it's it's one of those fields that sort of has hanging around it the possibility of doing things that are usher, either drawing things that are usher or being involved in things that are usher. There, there, there's concerns around art. And the Rebbe is saying, I don't, I don't understand the concerns around art. Ad Rabba. To the contrary, in art is the power to do a lot of things we can't do without art. You can really understand the that, that is David Amalek talking, that when David Amalek says, how great are your wonders, Hashem, how many are your wonders, Hashem, uh, this is something that can really be expressed perhaps best through somebody who knows how to capture it in art. And by looking at certain works of art, if somebody's really good at drawing a certain scenery or, uh, I don't know, the ocean or the sky, they can inspire somebody to really come to understand the greatness, the exaltation of Hashem in an Eifin Nifla in a wondrous way. So the Rebbe is saying here, I think that art can be used as a kind of hisbananos. If you do it well, it can get you into tefillah, can help you understand, uh, begin to understand the greatness of Hashem. Uh, it's a it's a positive thing that can be used positively. The Rebbe says there are many sichas from the Friday Rebbe. There's many sichas where the Friday Rebbe talks about how impressed his father, the Rebbe Rashab, was every time he saw artwork. That he would go to museums and he would look at uh, he would look at paintings and he'd be very impressed by certain paintings. It was very dear to the Rebbe Rashab every single moment. Nonetheless, because Paris when he was in Paris, hikdish kamashay. The Baka Louvre. He went to visit the Louvre. He went. How do you say that in English? Louvre. The Louvre. 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 I know what it is. Louvre. A, Louvre. I, Louvre. I think you have to like Louvre. roll the R at the end, right? I'm, I know the word. I'm just not pronouncing Louvre. it. The, where the Mona Lisa is, the Louvre, the very famous French museum. So when the Rebbe Rashab was in Paris, he visited the Louvre. That's even though every moment him was precious. And uh, he also went to the section that was uh, dedicated to painting. So he wasn't just there for like research purposes. He was there to look at paintings. Then he told his son, who would one day take over from him, which is the the things he pulled out in Chassidus, the Chassidus that he taught based on the things he saw. It's very interesting. You got to wonder how much Chassidus of the Rebbe Hashab we owe to the fact that he visited a museum one time. It's a, He said that he pulled in Yanim and Chassidus out of this. Obviously, he published them, right? He spoke them. We might be learning Chassidus nowadays that came uh, that was inspired initially from paintings that the Rebbe Hashab saw in a museum. So the Rebbe is really pushing again, pushing back against this idea that you need to shy away from art because it has problems of obviously, ask a Rav how to do it right, but to be afraid of the entire discipline and the discipline is an, is an avenue toward Chassidus. The Rebbe Hashab was inspired in Chassidus itself through his artwork. The Rebbe says, I hope that your concern with violating one of the Ten Commandments, as you mentioned at the very beginning, reflects the fact that you are concerned with halacha in general and leading a halachic life. And I'm hoping you're doing this in an internal way and in a true way. Especially since the job of an artist is to capture the innermost dimensions of something that they are drawing. And so a person needs to add, 
Even somebody who's not painting, somebody observing, will be able to understand the panemius of a thing. So that was identifying here what an artist is. Saying what an artist does is they capture what something really is, the truth of a thing, the internal, the internal status of a thing, and then paints it in such a good way that even somebody who's not an artist and not doing the drawing can also see the truth of this thing, which is, of, co of course, incredibly powerful. But the Rebbe is saying, I hope you're Teich kibare. I hope you're, uh, you're the real deal because it can be real hard for you to capture the reality of things and convey it to people if you're not real. I hope you're able to, it should be God's will, it says the Rebbe, that you'll be able to have an impact on your surrounding area in the way that we've discussed, obviously, in spreading territory. You will have an effect in a way that is productive, in a way that is healthy, uh, in a in using things that are matim, using things that match the situation, that are healthy themselves. And the main way, by being a good example, and he gives her a bracha. So I think we actually get from this one letter uh, a ton on how the Rebbe sees art, the potential of art, and what art can do. And the Rebbe is, of course, right. He doesn't need my askama. But the Rebbe is, of course, right that the Freelik Rebbe mentions in writing a lot of times the power of art and the power of painting. I pulled one up on the screen just because it's the shortest one. It's by no means the most thorough one. This is uh, Inigris from the Freelik Rebbe. He says, He says, one of the things that can create a true enignefesh, a true spiritual delight, is seeing a good painting. This is the Freelik Rebbe talking in a letter. One of the most amazing things you can do for your neshama is to see a painting done well. A drawing done well. We know how somebody who's talented in this area is able to really express themselves. And he describes what he's talking about. He's not talking about paintings of like Jewish stars or this uh, or this Kabbalah stuff you get in Sfas where it's supposed to be, I don't know, names of Hashem. Like good good Jewish paintings. He's saying when you see a Sada Zerua, when somebody paints a planted field, a Tuvasa, when they paint landscapes uh, that is being a Karas Ber... He's right so poetically. When it's bending in the wind of the day. You see the, the crests of oceans on this at the sea. The Freelikadeb is not describing, you know, traditional, uh, traditional. he's not describing paintings of the Altadeb. He's saying here that when you see a beautiful landscape, it's one of the most one of the most enjoyable things that the soul can have. Or or the setting of the sun, or or the rising of the moon. These are the things that the Freelikadeb is describing as the most beautiful paintings in the entire world. So to give you an idea of the fact that the Rebbe did not initiate this interest in art, this goes back to the Free the Kedabah, the Rebbe Rashab, Arabeim, have a real appreciation for a good, for a, for a well-done landscape. There are a couple uh, English letters that I wanted to show you. Uh, this one is originally in English. It was written by the grace of God on the 5th of Kislev in 5728. So that would be what, 1968? 68? Yeah, I think 68. 18 would be 58, 68. So it's written to Mr. Dot, Dot, Dot in Detroit, Michigan. And the Rebbe says, greeting and blessing. Going to skip down here a little bit. He says that, that this person just became the chair of an exhibition of Hasidic art. And uh, I was pleased to note that you were enthusiastic about accepting this task. You want to go down to the part that we want. He tells him to make sure that he impacts his surrounding area and makes everybody close to the Yiddishkeit. Okay. I would like to take this opportunity to make a further point, which I had occasion to mention to our very distinguished friend, Mr. Chaim Yaakov Lipschitz, who I'm glad to note is going to open the exhibition. I have known Mr. Lipschitz for many years. I know of a sincere interest in all good things. The point is, that those who have been divinely gifted in art, whether sculpture or painting and the like, note here, the Rebbe allows sculpture. You can imagine that, uh, I, I mean, I, there was no real reason to believe that he wouldn't, but if there's anything that's sort of idol-ish, it would definitely be sculpture, not painting. So the Rebbe, says, the Rebbe says here, those who have been divinely gifted in art, whether sculpture or painting and the like, have the privilege of being able to convert an inanimate thing, such as a brush, paint, and canvas, or wood and stone, etc., into a living form. That's quite a uh, quite a descriptor of what it is to do art. He's saying that they can take inanimate things and give them life. Sounds a little bit like what 
what Hashem does. In a deeper sense, it is the ability to transform to a certain extent the material into spiritual. What they're really doing is they're taking something that is material, that is Gashmias, and they're turning it into Ruchnias because there's a life to a painting and there isn't a life to ink. Even where the creation is still life, is still is in still life, excuse me, even where the creation is in still life, that is even when you're not making something in motion, you can draw a painting, of, I don't know, a horse running and it looks like the horse is moving, but you can also draw the classic still life painting as a, as a bowl of fruit, right? And the fruit's sitting still. It's a still life, it's not supposed to move. Nonetheless, you're taking something that isn't alive, which is, I don't know, ink, canvas, and turning it into a piece of fruit that looks living, looks real. And certainly where the artistic work has to do with living creatures and humans, certainly when something's in motion, even if it, when it's not in still life, certainly you're taking something uh, that is uh, that is daimim, that is gashmias, and turning it into something that is a, that is ruchni stick and that has a highest to it. How much more so if the art medium is used to advance ideas, especially reflecting Torah and mitzvahs, which would raise the artistic skill to its highest level. So any artist, even if they're not doing from things, they're just making art, they're sort of doing magic, the Rebbe says. I'm paraphrasing, of course. But there's a certain magic to art all by itself. But when that art is meant to express ideas in Torah and mitzvahs, this raises it to a super kind of magic, to an artistic skill to its highest level. And he says, indeed, this is the ultimate purpose of the exhibition. This is a random art exhibition. I guess it's a Hasidic art exhibition. But this is a the, this is the ultimate purpose of the Hasidic art exhibition, which hopefully will impress and inspire the viewers with higher emotions and concepts of Yiddishkeit imbued with the spirit of Hasidus and make them two vehicles of disseminating Yiddishkeit in their own environment and particularly through the educational institutions. So here that Eb is saying that I hope that that's what this exhibition does, that it brings people closer to Yiddishkeit. He gives a bracha. May God grant that the exhibition be a complete success in all its stages, preparation, duration, lasting effectiveness. May the merit of it stand to you and all concerned with this effort in good stead. And he gives a lot of brachas and says... And we have at the end the Rebbe's signature. I want to show you one more letter. This letter is actually originally in Igris. And the reason why I'm showing you their English translation is because the letter in Igris is like 25 pages long. And on Chabad.org here, they pulled just the part that I wanted. And it was easier than going through and pulling the parts out myself. So we are going to read an English translation of a letter that was originally written in Yiddish in Chaf Dalit Adar Bays of Yud Aleph, if you want. Actually, not even if you don't want. I will believe they put the original letter in the uh, in the in the group so you can read the original. So I writes here to an artist. This is to an artist who's depressed, somebody who's not happy about their art. So up until now, we've been talking to, uh, we've seen the Rebbe talk to artists and tell them how important their work is. You probably know that all great artists are broken inside or else they can't be very good at what they do. <laughs> so here the Rebbe writes to a depressed artist. He says, I was extremely happy to read that you're working with your artistic talents and preparing to hold an exhibition and you've already received favorable reviews in the press. Surely you will progress in the utilization of the talent that Hashem has granted you toward the strengthening of Yiddishkeit and God-fearing behavior. So first of all, Classic Rebbe, when it comes to art, I'm glad you're using your talent. It comes from Hashem. I hope you use it for Yiddishkeit. But to the point of your letter, you complain about your circumstances, your depression, your despair, etc., and express the wish that we should meet so we can discuss the matter face to face. So the Rebbe says, what does a, uh, you guys have been in this, uh, we, we, we've done this together for long enough. When someone says they're sad and wants to meet the Rebbe face to face, what does he always say? You don't need to meet me face to face. This is across the board. You never get to, I, I've never seen a letter where somebody says to the Rebbe, I need to meet you. I, I have something to discuss. And the Rebbe says, please come right over. You just never get those. Even in the early years, the Rebbe says, this can be handled. This can be handled uh, through, uh, this can be handled through, uh, through letters. Uh, for two good friends to get together is always a positive thing and a spiritual pleasure for them both. But to put off the resolution of your problem until then, in the meantime, remain in a state of despair. Who can allow such a thing? So the Rebbe says, fine, meet me whenever you want, but we can't wait to solve your problem until you meet me, which I think is a, uh, is is uh, is a bigger lesson here. I think you could fabring about this. Is that Rebbe's advice here is that, yeah, I will solve your problems eventually, but you can't wait to solve your problems until you get to me. It'll be nice to see you, but don't expect me to clean up your messes. Clean up your messes now, and then I'll meet you, but go gosh me, and we'll, we'll two, two friends getting together will be a positive thing and spiritual pleasure. But I'm not here to clean up your, I have to clean up your act. You clean up your act. You don't write the causes that bring you to this state of mind, so I can't go into the details to show you that these causes are imaginary and stem from the Yitzhahara. I love this. He says, you're not telling me what's wrong, so I can't demonstrate 
demonstrate that it's always the same thing, which is imaginary and from the Yetzirah. If you have a problem, it's made up and it's from the Yetzirah, but I can't tell you exactly how because you're not telling me exactly why you're so upset. That is, even if there's some substance to them, the fact that they lead to despair and depression is always folly. It's always wrong if they're leading to depression and despair. So it must be that uh, that they're coming from an evil place and that they're not real. But I can't prove that until you give me the details. Just every line of this is a, is a, is a novel approach to problems. You see that? This, this one's crazy. <clears throat> crazy in a good way, of course. I must therefore confine myself to general comment, which I hope will illuminate your particular situation. My comment is based on the saying by the Baal Shem Tov, that the Friedrich Rebbe would repeat that a person can derive a lesson from anything he sees or hears, and here we come back to art. As you are surely aware, the primary talent of an artist is his ability to step away from the externalities of a thing, disregard its outer form, and gaze into its innerness and perceive its essence, and be able to convey that in his painting. This is very much what the Rebbe said to our prior artists. Remember, the Rebbe said this to uh, to this uh, Rus Radner over here too, Ratner over here too, that what an artist primarily does is they notice the excuse me, not that one, it was down here. Uh, but it was that. It was that they see the panemius of a thing, that they can see the internal aspect of something. And they don't get caught up in the outside part, and they're able to convey that to somebody else. Where was that idea? Down here. The Rebbe says down here, That is that the tafkid of a person who draws is to convey the panemius of it until the fact that the uh, that even somebody who's not an artist can can, can understand the panemius of a thing. So he, the Rebbe says here almost the exact same thing, which is that the talent of an artist is to step away from the chitzenius of a thing, disregarding its chitzenius and looking at its panemius and perceiving its etzem, its essence, and to convey this in his painting. Thus, the object is revealed as it has never been seen before. You understand an apple the way you never understood an apple if an artist does a good job on an apple. Since its inner content was obscured by secondary things. Normally, what something really is is covered over by all the chitzenius of it. An artist finds the panemius of it and draws it so that you don't notice the chitzenius that was getting in your way. You can see what something really is. The artist exposes the essence of the thing he portrays, causing the one who looks at the painting to perceive it in another truer light and to realize that his prior perception was deficient. This is what an artist is, according to the Rebbe. Somebody who gazes the inner form, pulls it out, and shows people what they were missing the entire time. And this is one of the foundations of man's service to his creator. This is one of the main things we do with Hashem. As we know from the Torah, particularly from Hasidus, that the entirety of creation stems from the word of God, and the word of God is what brings it into existence and sustains it at every moment in time. We know this, that the deeper Elyon of Hashem, it talks the world into being at all moments, and only the divine power of Tzimtzum holds the highest of the world in a state of concealment and obscurity, and we perceive only its outer form. But the Rebbe is saying in this paragraph, sometimes English is harder than, harder than the original. What the Rebbe is saying in this paragraph is that everything is Hashem, of course, but there's a symptom, there's a constriction that's hidden. We don't always see because of the chitzenius of this world. We don't always perceive the panemius, the reality of this world, which is only God. Our mission in life, based on the simple faith that there is no one else besides him, is that we should approach everything in life from this perspective. We are supposed to approach life seeing that there is a chitzenius and panemius to this world, and looking away from the chitzenius or ignoring the chitzenius sometimes temporarily, sometimes permanently, so that we can perceive the panemius of it, that we should each strive to reveal as much as possible the divine essence in everything and to minimize to the extent we're able its concealment by the externalities of creation. So what the Rebbe is telling him here is that the job of an artist and the job of a Jew are essentially the same. That is, a Jew's job is to notice the panemius of a thing, to remove the chitzenius of that thing so people can note the panemius of it and recognize it, and not just pull out the panemius, but make it accessible to somebody, even somebody who's not schooled in that particular art form. So one must take great care that secondary and external matters should not obscure the essentials of life and its ultimate purpose. And of course, the Rebbe's point, since this person is upset and this person says they're having problems, is you can't let the chitzenius get in the way, especially an artist can't let the chitzenius get in the way. Your job is to not let chitzenius get in the way. A person might experience difficulties, trials, and challenges in separating the good from the bad. These are but the means by which to achieve the purpose of life that his soul should elevate through positive deeds in this world. One must never allow the difficulties in, in, in overcoming one's trials 
or even the fact that one might occasionally fail and stumble to overwhelm the joy that one must feel as a child of Hashem. So what we've looked at today is several letters from the Rebbe capturing what he feels about art. I didn't want to focus today on the Rebbe interacting with artists specifically. That's its own sheer probably because there's so much on that. But here the Rebbe is just talking about how he and the Friedrich Rebbe, how the Rebbe Rashab see art and their and their perception of art is incredibly positive. Uh, not just positive, but uh, but giving a primacy to it that you would not expect. The We learned that the Rebbe Rashab uh, was inspired in some of the chassidists that he composed, put together, taught from things that he saw in museums. We saw that the Friedrich Rebbe thinks that uh, by staring at certain landscapes, you get an ultimate einig nefesh. We saw really, probably most importantly, because it shows up again and again from the Rebbe, that what a painter is doing is fundamentally what chassidists is supposed to do, what a Jew is supposed to do. That our jobs in this world is to find the panemius, the innermost part of something, reveal it to everybody and, and, uh, and make it accessible to everybody, and that that's what an artist is fundamentally doing. The Rebbe therefore encourages artists to continue in their work, of course, Allah, of course, after asking a Rav how to do it properly. But the Rebbe wants artists, especially people who have the talent to do art, to really throw themselves into it and to use it for Yiddishkeit and to use it to show the panemius of all things. And of course, going back to our main letter, that is that if you're uh, our first letter of the day, if somebody is very good at art and they are being distracted by other interests, the Rebbe goes so far as to tell them, I want you to drop those other interests and throw yourself into what you're really good at. As the Rebbe tells this uh, checkers master who's traveling around the world playing checkers, clearly quite good at it if they're flying around to play checkers. And nonetheless, the Rebbe tells somebody who's going on international travel to do something that he's clearly good at, that uh, you can only do it if it's not going to get in the way of your real talent, which is in art. So it sounds also like we might be able to pull out of this letter and certainly out of the Rebbe's great interest in art, that somebody who finds themselves with a talent for art, at the very least, should not sit on it. It's not something that the Rebbe wants buried under or done on occasion, you know, between other things. The Rebbe wants you to throw yourself into art if it's something that you have. Okay, that's it. Thank you very much.